Um, yeah, hi, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm really loud. Am I really loud? Dave, is this really hot? No? Dude, I sound, I sound loud to me. So I've gotten louder in the last four months. I've been on sabbatical. Sabbatical is a weird thing. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I don't know why ministers and professors generally get sabbaticals, but we do. And that's awesome. <laughs> I was beat. Um, but I'm glad to see your faces now. Hi, friends. Um, but I was really gone. I was really gone. I didn't even listen to sermons. Didn't even listen to scum sermons online when, when I was gone. And evidently I miss some stuff. I miss some good stuff. I, I'm just, I, I got to catch up on a couple of things. But, uh, but I get back and the sermon series or whatever that we're in the middle of is staff rants. And I was like, heck yeah, I'll go off. <laughs> I'll go off on something. <laughs> Sign me up. So yeah, I'm going to go off on you guys tonight. Um, but, um, yeah, let me, let me pray because otherwise, well, I mean, I mean, Ethan prayed and that was good, but well, can you get enough? So if you guys want to pray with me, that'd be great. Jesus, thanks for this night. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my family here, um, that you've given me. They are grace to me. They're extravagance to me. And I pray that I could be of service to them tonight. Uh, but more than that, um, pray that I am of service to you, that the things I say glorify you, that you are pleased, that you are happy with them. That is what we're shooting for. At the end of the night, I pray that the dumb things I say, people will forget and the things that point to you and the things that make you, make you better and more central in our lives. I pray those things glow and are lifted up and stick to the inside of our skulls. Um, we love you a lot, forever, and for all the things you've done for us. Um, and yeah, if it's if it's not too much trouble, may it be a good time that we have with each other tonight as well. So, love you a lot. Amen. Okay, so yeah, my rant. The thing that that kind of bugs me sometimes, well, oftentimes, is worship, and the lack of it that often happens at scum. But yeah, the, the title, yeah. Do you even like God? Because I don't know sometimes. Now, honestly, tonight, it was probably the loudest I've heard out here worship. I mean, it was not that loud when I left, what, four or five months ago. I mean, the, the routine, and it bugs the hell out of me, that often happened is people, a lot of people would just show up late, just skip the front worship the, the worship at the beginning and maybe come for the meal and maybe just show up right before the sermon that sucks there's some people that would show up on time actually but then they go outside to smoke during worship uh, that, that sucks sorry that's, that's lame this is church <laughs> this is church without God, without worship, without relating to God together as a family. This is just self-help. It's just social work. Kind of funny, but also sucks. Lame. 
God is big, big, big deal. Without God in the stuff we do, it doesn't go further than the end of our life. There's so much more to be had in the things that we're doing, the things that we're trying to do. It's the reason we're not eating together right now. It's because it was falling short. It was getting very finite and it was just filling bellies and that was it. Instead of filling souls, instead of connecting to each other. That's why we're not doing it right now. We've got to get back to that. That is what we want. Now, I don't know. You, you go to a church and you're supposed to say, how many people, people here love God? And everybody's supposed to put their hands in the air. Yeah, sweet, good. A plus for that guy. Um, and, and, and then, I don't know, you, you, you assume, how many people here like God? You, you, well, yeah, get, all right, you have more A pluses. You guys are doing great. Um, and everybody's hands should go up. But I don't know, I mean, I don't know. The, I, uh, scum's not normal. Scum, I don't assume that, that uh, everybody would put their hand in the air. And that's fine. I mean, so, I mean, the, the stereotype you have of church is yeah, you go into a church and everybody's like, oh, I love him, love him, love him. And, and that's not bad. I'm not getting down on that, but that's just the stereotype that you have. And that's, that's okay. Actually, I mean, thinking most positively, those people are more faithful than, than I, actually. They'll take what God dishes out anytime. And that's good. That is superlative. But, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll say it. I am not there. I don't, I don't have a crush on God. I mean, like that, I, I actually asked Ethan not to play this one, that one song with the, the secret places and intoxicating fragrances and stuff like that. <laughs> Can't uh, that, like ah, I don't totally feel like that about God. God is awesome. God is like nuts. He's crazy, amazing, tough, badass. It's a fact. I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, I can't. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't have that mushy, gushy feeling. But he is worthy of praise. I can say he is good. He is tough. He's smarter than me, better looking than me. He's cooler than me. He's all those things more than me. It's a fact. I can ascend to that. I can say that, and I can feel it. But, yeah, like I said, I mean, we're here at SCUM, and I know, I mean, I've had tons of conversations with lots of you guys. There's, a, I know some of you here, and I've been in this place personally, where... You can say, yeah, God is the truth. God is the way, the truth, and life. And no one gets to God except for through Jesus. I, but I know some of you guys don't like that fact. I know it. And that's okay. I mean, like and love, I mean, are those the same thing? I don't know. It's, it's, I, I'm not even sure I can answer that question for you guys tonight. It's weird, I'll tell you, that's for sure. Like and love. Like him, like him? Do you like him, like him? <laughs> uh, uh, as a way of illustration, I'm going to talk about my brother, my brother and his wife. Um, my brother's my best friend. Um, 
he's he's he looks up to me. I know he does, and it's just weird because he's better at everything than I am. Um, he's more intelligent. He's better at everything that we both did, and anything that I do that he doesn't, he probably would be better at me in I don't know a month. <laughs> he's just awesome. Um, incidentally, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> My brother is, but my parents are here, <laughs> so they know. <laughs> um, my, my brother is also very, very frank and honest, and he's made a lot of people cry in the course of his life. <laughs> he, uh, like, he's the one at a party or whatever, and somebody tells a story that sucks. He's like, that story sucked. <laughs> he's the one that tells you that. You're like, oh, Casey, shut up, man. <laughs> Now, Casey, yeah, he fell in love with a girl, and, the, and, and, and she fell in love with him. And it's an argument in my head why I don't know if you get to choose who you fall in love with. Have you guys seen McClintock? This is a – who's seen McClintock, the John Wayne movie? Oh, oh two. Ah, well, that guy is McClintock right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> there, there's this, there's a scene where where he's uh, fighting fighting with his wife. They get all bickering, and, ah, and he's like, "Dang it, woman! Why is it you that stirs me?" <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> it's like he resents the fact that he's madly in love with his wife. Anyways, it's kind of like that with with Casey and Aaron. I mean, my my brother fell in love with a princess. Um, the, I mean, Casey and I made fun of these of girls like my sister-in-law <laughs> when we grew up. And he fell in love with one. He's like, I can't help it. I just love her. I'm like, okay. I actually tried to convince him a couple times. Like, I don't know if you should marry him, man. Marry her, man. She's pretty. <laughs> She's not manly at all. Um, don't worry. Um, I was like, I, I can see that you love her, but dude, I think it's going to be a hard marriage. He's like, yeah. It's going to be a hard marriage, but I love her. I mean, my brother listens to me, but he stood, he stood his ground, and he married her. And to this day, they are my first example of how a married couple should love and sacrifice for each other. And they'll say it's a hard marriage, but they have done a lot to love each other. Princess Erin, I mean, she was somebody that, you know, liked people to cook for her and had high expectations on her birthday, but she has learned to be a servant. That is one way that my brother feels love, and she's, she's learned how to cook. She's okay now. <laughs> and my brother, he's worked on his filter between his head and his mouth. He lifts her up. He talks kindly to her. He is present for her and smiles for her when he doesn't feel like smiling. <laughs> They're amazing. But I don't know if they like each other every day. I know they don't. But man, I'm not sure if I've seen anybody love each other as much as they do. So that's a thing. That is a thing that we're going to wrestle with tonight. Um, so 
So what do I have to offer here? What, do, what, what, can, I, what can I throw at this? Um, how do we work on worshiping God and, and uh, crediting him with the glory that is due him? Well, one thing that I know gets in the way, one thing that I know we do is put the attributes of Satan on God. Yeah, sounds kind of harsh when I put it that way, but it's what we do, and it sucks. It, it sounds terrible when I put it that way, but, but we give God credit for the crap that Satan does. Lots of evil things are done in this world. There's gnarly, terrible, Jesus, please come soon because this sucks, stuff going on. And... While God hasn't abandoned this world, God's given a lot of free reign to Satan and his um, comrades. Um, yeah, let's read uh, Isaiah 54. Um, and this is God talking. For a brief moment, I forsook you. But with great compassion, I will gather you. In an outburst of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting loving kindness... I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Now, a little bit of context for this. God is talking to his his people, the Judeans, and they they were captives. They got taken away from the place that they lived, the place that God gave them. The Babylonians conquered them and uh, took them away. It was like, nope, you can't be here. You're going to be our slaves. And uh, took them to their place. So that is what's happening when God's talking to them here. But what happens? What what does God do or what does God not do? What is God's culpability in this? He forsook them and he hides his face from them. So he gets pissed. At us, the collective us, and he, and what does he do? How does he take it out on us? He does not backhand us across the face. Just looks away. That's all. And that's when the enemy goes to work. It's see, it's like this thing. Like it's one of my favorite um, blessings that I, that I do at at weddings. I did it at uh, Keegan and Gretchen's most recently. He ended to say, like, may God cause his face to shine upon you. And that can sound just so mundane, like, uh, going to look at us? No, no, no. It's much more than that. See, I think, I think, I think the enemy is, like, down here on earth kind of looking up at God's face. He's like, who's he looking at? Because we can't screw with that. God's face looking at us is a big deal. And so as soon as he looks away, I mean, if we piss him off, the way God says is like, okay, I'm going to look away. And then the enemy is like, okay, here we go. And they go nuts. And they go to town. They go to work on us and this world. So God's culpability is just, he's, he's not doing this stuff. But so often we put it on God. Now, it's not to say that God, I mean, is quote-unquote innocent. That's a crude word for what I'm talking about. But 
it's not his fault. It's like God, it's like Satan's running around. He comes and like takes a dump on our head. And then we look up and say, God, why'd you do that? Doesn't that happen? Do you, I mean, I recognize that I do that. Do you guys feel that? Do you, do you, do you know that that happens in your life? Crappy things that happen are not God's fault. Satan's fault. He is evil. God is not evil. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, weird things about that. Of course, like God could have stopped it. Yeah, I mean, but there's like there's I mean that's just a whole nother. That's not even a whole nother sermon. That's like a, the rest of our lives trying to figure that out. Oh my gosh. It's, we just can't understand God's ways. Um, God is just another, he's just another, in another dimension from us. He's outside of time. If you could see every, all time at once, I, I think that would help us out a lot. But can you do that? No, no, can't. Can't look at all of time collectively, infinite as it were. <laughs> We have little tiny brains. <laughs> God has a really big brain. An other dimensional brain. Um, but, okay, moving on, moving on. Um, the other thing that, that will aid us in, in figuring out some honesty, honesty with God and taking God for who he is, is some faith. Some faith and some trust. Now, I got an illustration here. I think it's pretty good. But have you guys been to a nice restaurant? I'm not assuming everybody here has been to a nice, nice restaurant. I've been to a nice restaurant, and it's, and it's cool. But the first time I went, the first time I went to a nice restaurant, I ordered something, and I don't, I, I don't remember what. I probably can't pronounce it, even if I did remember. Um, but I said, I asked for no tomatoes. It was at this point that I learned about nice restaurants. You don't get to say no tomatoes. No substitutions. No modifications. You go to a nice restaurant and they tell you how your steak is cooked. <laughs> but that's how you know you're at a nice restaurant, evidently. I was pissed about this when I first figured this out. I was like, this is a crappy state of things. I'm paying way more to you. Shouldn't you do what I want? I mean, it was explained to me then, then, what the, what's happening. I mean, the cook, the chefs, chefs, excuse me, the chefs at these nice places are a heck of a lot more intentional and creative and deliberate about the plate that they're going to put out in front of you. There's artistry and deliberateness involved in, in it. And so, if I ask for something, no tomatoes, it's like, it's like asking for, I would like a Rembrandt painting, no, no yellow, please. That's retarded. You don't do that. I mean, at the place where I get it the way I want it, I don't know, Applebee's or something like that. I mean, the cooks are as likely as not to spit on your steak. <laughs> so what's expected at a nice restaurant is some faith and some trust in the chefs. 
And ten minutes later, I find out that tomatoes actually taste pretty good with fennel and veal and some cheese I've never heard of and another thing I can't pronounce. It tastes pretty awesome. I was like, okay, tomatoes are good that way. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, my family goes to country buffet sometimes. It's a, it's a really easy place for kids. There's always almost, there's just going to be something there that the kids will eat. So, thumbs up. So, this is what my plate looks like at Country Buffet. There's like a stack of four, four steaks or however many steaks they'll give one customer at a time. And then a, a little pile of carrots that are swimming in butter. And then the rest of the white space on the plate is chocolate pudding. And then... And then I eat soft serve until I want to puke. <laughs> right? Buffets, yes! And then I go home and cry in misery. <laughs> while my two oldest boys jump on me because they've had just as much ice cream and they're running around like monkeys on cocaine. <laughs> right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, my point in this story... Is the, the plates that I make for myself are the ones I want to forget. And the ones that I pay dearly for and trust blindly in are the ones I'll never forget. And I don't ever want to. I'm going to say that again for emphasis, okay? <laughs> the ones put together by people I've paid dearly for and trust blindly in are the ones I don't want to forget. Temptation is to go through the Bible like a buffet, right? Just do the stuff about God and do the, the, the stuff and hold on to the rules and things the way you like. I'll take some hippie Jesus with sandals that the side of lions laying with lambs and slather it with rainbows. Because that's good, right? And it's all in the Bible. It's cool. And it's, it's not bad stuff. It's good stuff. But. But, but, but. Listen to this. This is God talking again. Now gird up your loins like a man. I will ask you, and you instruct me. Will you really annul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Or do you have an arm like God? And can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with eminence and dignity. And clothe yourself with honor and majesty. Pour out the overflowings of your anger and look on everyone who is proud and make him low. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him. And tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them in the dust together. Bind them in the hidden place. Then I will confess to you that your own right hand can save you. I am the Lord. That is my name. And I will not give my glory to another. God is also a raging badass. Seriously. He is also an omnipotent, all-knowing, raging badass. He did not have flip-flops on when he said that. 
I was a little regretful that I made that so funny because he is. He's tough as tough as hell, man. Tough as heaven. And we get that out of God too. That is the plate that we get. There are things about God that aren't as fuzzy. That we don't like. I have disagreements with God. There are things that God does that I would do differently. And we've talked about it. He's always right. But we still talk about it. We get God the way he is. We don't define God. We don't get to design God. And we're commanded to worship him. Says if there's one thing in the Bible that you do, it is love God. Jesus summed it up. There's one thing that you're going to do, love God. There's two things you're going to do, it's love God and love people. Check number one is love God. We are commanded to worship him. And it's not necessarily easy. I mean, I'm hoping I'm illustrating that point. It's not necessarily easy. But the Bible knew that too. I mean, in in Leviticus and Hebrews, we are called to give a sacrifice of praise, which implies discipline. Do it when you don't feel like it. One way that that, uh, can be amazing, and I tried to figure out how we could do this together in the sermon. It's just, it just, I don't know, it would be weird. Um, but is it is writing your own psalm or doing your own psalm? It, I mean, I've written some of mine, and I like mine. Mine are awesome. Um, but uh, having your own psalm is epic, and to model it after the psalms, I mean, to know what what how it works, it's cool. Some people can do it in paintings, and that's nuts. I cannot do that. I really suck at that. I even, I'm not even going to try. But those are, I've seen some of those, and those are, whew, punches in the face in the best way. Um, David, David did it good. So, so, so look, let's look at Psalm 22. This is the one that I wanted to talk about. Um, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Familiar line. Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. My God, I cry by day, but thou doesn't answer. By night, but I have no rest. Yet thou art holy. O thou who art enthroned upon the praises of Israel, in thee our fathers trusted. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. To thee they cried out, and they were delivered. In thee they trusted, and were not disappointed. You guys recognize that first line? Who quoted that? Jesus. So, so God was dissatisfied with God. That doesn't bend your brain. I mean, that's, that, that's how David starts out, right? I'm dissatisfied. I'm not okay with this. 
I mean, you must hate me, right? <laughs> but you're holy. You see him go there, he's like, yet you are holy. You can see that discipline is like, okay, but you're holy. You were cool to our fathers. You were cool to me. I'll still give you a thumbs up. You can see it takes some discipline, but he does it. After this, the the whole psalm. I mean, it, I mean, it's it's a it's not super long, but it's not a short one. And he kind of goes after this, and it gets pretty pitiful. Um, I mean, man, the Smiths and the dashboard confessional guy, they had nothing on <laughs> on David. Holy crap. Woe is him. <laughs> but it's honest. Honesty is required. I mean, that's what God wants. He's like, let's talk about this. Let's wrestle. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh. I mean, because it, it can be intimidating, right? I mean, like, we're not supposed to question God. Like, a lot, at a lot of those churches, we feel the the God robot, the the God that does everything right all the time. So you don't mess with that, right? Like, well, no, but because, like, a lot of time at those churches, too, and I hope scum is not this, you don't hear about the weird stuff that God does because God does weird stuff. Stuff that you disagree with, stuff that I disagree with anyway. I mean, I mean, well, yeah, like in that, in that Isaiah passage, it said, I looked away. I got mad and I looked away. I was like, but, but, but you're God and you're nice all the time, right? No. He's much more interesting than that. God has a personality. God is a person. He's not a human, but he's a person. He has a personality. He likes some stuff, and he doesn't like other stuff. And lest we forget, he's a raging badass, and he can do whatever he wants. We, I mean, my gosh, like, do you understand? I mean, he can. He can squish stuff with his fingers. But he doesn't squish us. I should get squished. I'm an idiot. I mean, uh, Gosh, I wish we could read through the whole book of Job right now. It's, God's cool, we're not. That's just the way it is. My point, the thing that I want to free you guys up for is to be honest with God. Because that's what he wants. He wants to relate with us. He wants to talk with us. He wants to Hash it out, to put it lightly. God, God can take it. You can take swings at God. He can take it. He's tougher. But be ready when he swings back. And be okay when he lays you out. And say, okay, yep, you're right. <laughs> Guys, I... I'm coming out of a, a period of my life that was not pleasant, and I didn't feel like saying nice things about God. He did things that I didn't want him to do, namely nothing. Yeah, I had some years where he, uh, 
oh man, it was like I was holding his hand all the time. We saw crazy stuff. We jumped off cliffs together. I saw some cool stuff, but then he stopped talking to me, and I was like, dang it! Why are you doing this? And it lasted a while, friends. I mean, it was it was like seven or eight years, and I hated it. But after a couple of years, I figured it out. I got to my, yet thou art holy in my psalm. I was like, okay. I had to take inventory. Those years where I was so close with God, I mean, and I felt so near and so close, and it was rad. Those were enough. Those were cool enough for the rest of my life, saying he's good and serving him. Yet thou art holy. Guys, I mean, do it. We are commanded to worship. Do it. Be honest. This is a church. This is a family where you can do it. You can be honest. And say what you want. Because we've been there. A lot of us have been there. And it's so much cooler to talk with, with brothers and sisters about it. Talk with friends, even if they're not brothers and sisters. The way the way uh, we're going to end tonight is with uh, with a psalm uh, to start the second um, worship set. But it's a psalm that was written by Chris Chris Baker, um, guy that, that that was one of the founding guys of Scum, um, and one of the coolest songs, I'd, probably my favorite song that's ever come out of Scum. <sighs> but it's it's honest. It's like, God, I don't know about this. Help me out. And that is what I talked about for years. And that is what God has done. He has helped me out. He's talking. We're talking again. <laughs> Still not about the stuff I want to talk about. But I was like, he's talking. Why do I care? <laughs> so it's good. Um, friends, like, Sacrifice. Sacrifice for worship. Discipline yourselves. Do it. God is cool and cooler than you. And that's just a good place to be in, in realizing that. So I love you guys. Good to be back. Peace.